0: thanks so much for downloading the nightcap podcast we appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod and now you can become a proud member of the nightcap
1: podcast tribe Along with our weekly catch-ups and -and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women. Yeah, We
0: chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products, plus they they will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics
1: and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here
0: yeah it's as simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now Hello and welcome to The Nightcap. It's Wednesday the 21st of June, 2023. Two-week break. Feels like months ago we were last in here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's lovely. Love yeah. to see you back. Myself and Paul upstairs at Salt having a coffee and a catch-up. Loads of stuff to cover today, actually. We've got the top 100 restaurants in the UK, which were announced last week. We're going to talk about Brad Carter's new venture down in Evesham. Got my holiday, got top fives, got loads of stuff to cover. First things first, though. How are things with you, mate? No playoff disappointment this week. For the first time <laughs> Oh, no. test match disappointment a bit, bit
1: better bit better mood yeah, yeah. jealous of your tanning. Oh, and yeah up, and a nice man. break I was so jealous I booked myself a holiday to Morocco
0: <laughs> me and Hayley thought that was the case <laughs> we, you texted me about I booked mine I was like this is because we're away isn't
1: it <laughs> yeah that's part of it I've got to say it, it pushes you along
0: yeah it does well, yes. me
1: and Marie were just talking about going we were like oh should we just do a weekend in the UK this year because no. I'm taking the kids away she's taking her kids away no. and I was like well I should do a weekend should we do Scotland I've never been to Scotland in my life I really want to really? go really never wow. no I'd love to go yeah amazing and then it was, "Oh, we'll just do some and then all of a sudden she mentioned Morocco and then it just spiraled. Spirals. No, it's fair. Yeah. This
0: sounds really fucking like naive and stupid, but we've not been aware. This is our first week off this year. So, yeah. you know, it's June. Like, it's a long time, I guess. Been busy. And it was like, whilst we were on the holiday and we were like, just relaxed, like, we actually turned, it was like, oh, it turns out holidays are a real thing. Like, it's like, oh, it is useful. It's not just for the sake of getting a tan or getting it. It's like, oh, it is actually good to have a break. It's like we forgot that holidays are actually really beneficial. Yeah. For your Just overall, like you come back with a bit more of a spring in your step. Yeah. It's just, oh, holidays.
1: Yeah. I feel the same. They're a thing. (laughs) I haven't had one in Asia. I I was, you know, I'm not, being ungrateful. I had some amazing trips last year, New York and Paris course, and yeah. Bologna and that. But they were but like an element city of work on, the well go, on the work go, on the go. All work and just, you know, I nearly broke Marie in New York because we did like 30,000 steps one day. And <laughs> it was just full on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but i haven't had a even had a break this year we closed the restaurant in april for two weeks but i was working most of it yeah, yeah. like in on my own and doing stuff and yeah and then christmas i had i took a good few days in that two-week break but you mm. know still working stuff in amongst it yeah so this will be my first actual relaxing holiday for years yeah mate years.
0: try and enjoy it it's like you there's a sense of it's easier to drop your shoulders like it sounds so silly but how like life has become especially like in both of our worlds for different reasons like surrounding media and staring at our phone all day and like all mm. that sort of stuff you go away and it's like I found it easier to just sit down and read a book Yeah. and I could have that same endeavour at home but I'd feel too agitated because I'm so used to devices and so used to things all being so quick and fast Yeah. whereas it was so much easier in
1: a different setting to mm. just sit and read a book Well, I find and just it, do nothing it's harder to relax at home because there's yeah. always Something to do as yes. well in there. When you take guilty. yourself out of the situation. Yeah, it's like okay, the washing needs doing, but I can't do it. Yeah, you know, or well, this needs doing, but I can't do it. So exactly.
0: it's easier. So true. Oh, I feel like I need another holiday already. <laughs> now. Rubbish, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: Uh, okay, let's
0: uh, yeah, let's start with the the top hundred restaurants. This was uh, restaurant uh, national restaurant awards. They announced these last week. Uh, every year these come out. uh Confetti cannons sent out around the various kitchens around the yeah, country. It, I'm not um, gonna say much about that, but they were cringe. Where where, <laughs> where, where do you want to start with uh, with the awards? Do you want to talk through a couple of the like, Yinsha yeah, number think, one? Or I think
1: congratulations them? to Gareth two years in a yeah, row. Yeah. It's yeah, well deserved. Mm. You know, I haven't been for years, but everyone knows how good mm. it is. Amazing achievement. Everyone loves Gareth. He's, yeah. yeah, his food's great place is amazing and he's, he's a nice guy as well and people yeah. like that place to be nice yeah and people can empathize with him and who he mm. is he's just a big bfg we we'd we'd love to have him on the podcast wouldn't we i know we've spoken and he sort of verbally
0: said yeah yeah definitely but it's obviously <laughs> fucking miles for him to come but it's he's one of those people that he's always come across to me from a distance like he's a chef's chef oh god but he yeah. retains
1: some humility and and some down-to-earthness do you know what yeah, i mean without a doubt yeah um so, yeah. yeah, fair play no, to you. Well deserved, and like you know, most in the most in the top ten, you know, you'd you'd say absolutely fair enough. And, um, and we didn't share as well, there's also
0: I, I quite like the. It's quite a romantic idea, but how they are, you know, even in 2023 with technology and whatever, they are fucking out the way. Yeah, but and how they've made that work and people seek them out It's quite a romantic idea, but it's incredible, really, because it's in some ways on paper set up to fail. Because mm. of oh, where it say, is yeah. and proximity, but it just shows you that the cream rises to the top. And if you're good, people will find you and they'll come and they'll. If you, you if know. you
1: took that as a business model as a business plan to investors, yeah, it looks bad. It <laughs> would look bad as a yeah. business model in that respect. But what yeah. he's done, he's dogged. He's stuck by his guns, um, and that's what I really admire about him. You know, I've done similar here. You stick by your guns. You don't give in when business is tough, thinking, right, we need to take a new route, or we need to do this. We need to get customers in and change our brand, which is the easiest thing to do, and understandable when people do. But he's just gone further and further of this is who we are. Yeah. If you don't like it, that's fine. If you love it, that's great. Yeah, that's amazing. It's it's like just it's quite a simple process, but it's
0: so hard to not compromise along that journey. Like, but if you've got like a, it's like a mission statement that it's black and white. If we just stick to this, we can't go wrong. But it's so hard to do. Yeah, Um, we like you know we
1: all call ourselves like destination restaurants. michelin star level and in some aspects they are but his is a true destination restaurant like being in the middle of nowhere and you you know so every night's a saturday there that's why you can yeah close on a saturday night it doesn't open friday saturday sunday is closed is it or no saturday sunday monday Monday, is closed which just makes (laughs) sense because it's not like you know you come here on a wednesday it's like i would do it it's down the road and yeah. we've got work the next day. We just have a couple of drinks. Like yeah. There, you committed. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, like, you're in. You're booking so you're time off. Yeah, it's good. You're point. booking a hotel or staying there. So yeah. you're in. It's a Saturday night, regardless of the night. Yeah,
0: it's like being in a snow globe for a night. You just like yeah. just stay there. I'm not leaving.
1: Like, yeah, amazing. So two years in a row, then two years the, in a row. Well. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's great. It's great. And the list, like, if I'm being honest, it has it has improved over the years. I used to give it a bit of, bit of shit. Um, I think more because of the way... I don't know how it all works now. I think it's still a bit like that. It was the most fickle, inconsistent list you could was ever it? imagine oh, before. I didn't know that. Like, number one would be in one year, and then next year it would be right down the list. Ah, oh, okay. Um, so, well, what's changed? Because what it was... And I used to vote on it as well, because when I was in Tuddenham we were on, in the list. Um, and then back then, again, I don't know exactly how it works now, but if you were in it, you got to vote next year. Yeah, And then... Um, there was like, I think some journalists voted and what they used to say was, oh, you have to have eaten in the place in the last 18 months, which obviously they're not checking. But what what happens is everyone's texting, everyone vote for me, vote for me. Oh, really? And it, fuck, it was rife, yeah. Everyone, wow. Vote for me, vote for me. I'll vote for you if you vote for me. Corruption. Oh, God, it was Trump, savage. Trump getting in there. It was savage. And that, <laughs> it, used, it used to happen. It made wow. me laugh. I remember I got some text and I was like, I'm not in it. I don't get to vote. Yeah, yeah. Years I'd rather back. not be. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was, it was so, so fickle. And that's why you'd see all the time, whatever restaurant was, all the chefs were going to yeah. that was in vogue or brand new, great places mm. would be like really high up and then just, Oh, it's not in vogue anymore that's right down the list yeah, yeah you know absolutely. some previous number ones aren't on the list anymore and that's a hundred yeah that's so true and that's why you don't see um often like your your real institutions of restaurants like your consistence le manway um yeah right. your, your waterside and stuff like that yeah you know, two star three star solid institutions doing great food still yeah. they're not in vogue still yeah, yeah. great restaurants yeah, yeah, yeah. but they you know they don't make it to the top of the list well so. I
0: think, and then the opposite end of that spectrum a restaurant we've spoken about probably too much on this podcast is Fallow. and that was
1: like 29th yeah, yeah it's really high up there and that, that obviously doesn't have yeah, a star i think it twenty six been higher last year i can't oh, really? remember i can't remember to be honest but got ya Again, I think there is a sort of a hospitality voting aspect. Yeah. Which just it, it does. It's always gonna be create a little bit of inconsistency in that respect. Yeah. it cream always rises to the top, of course mm-hmm. it does. But yeah, that you you'd see some crazy sort of it's not I'm not saying anyone nobody was deserving of number one but it was how can you be number one one year and then yeah. number 50 80 next year yeah that you know. without any cha- drastic change of shape yeah. or anything Places like it doesn't just make sense generally improving so but it does seem a bit more consistent yeah and you know the the top top 10 most of the top 10 are deserving in there
0: yeah yeah nice Morehall hall being number two top five deterra the Ledbury Bouchon Racine is that how you pronounce that
1: I think so I struggle with English let alone French. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah you're right it's fascinating because it's like we're so used to like the Michelin stuff and the guides and that means the three stars at the top But it's like you know Sat Baines is in there but a bit further down but
1: yeah it's subjective but it's still cool it's great for all those restaurants and it's a good badge it, of honor yeah. right it's brilliant I'm not I'm not knocking it as a list I no, think I no, no. you know it's great and you know most people on there I'm happy for
0: yeah I tell you what all the artwork of all of the different dishes and stuff looks amazing I'm just wondering how they've done that because they must it looks there's all of the uh, if you go to the national restaurant awards uk website it's got the full list but all the photos would they have had to have collated them from each individual restaurant they couldn't have gone round to
1: oh no all no be way too expensive yeah but they, they, a lot of them look very similar style well, yeah I they do they, that's what I was thinking they've chopped them in the same yeah, but, um, they, look yeah they, they will have just asked for a selection I imagine yeah, yeah fair play, play. No, not in it <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well done to you, fantastic achievement that is awesome uh, what else we've we got to talk about today oh Brad Carter's new venture this was an interesting one yeah it was yeah so um, Haley and I went to eat at Brad's a couple of uh, probably a couple of months ago now actually and mm. he was talking about doing something slightly more slightly more radical this summer by setting up almost a pop-up down in Evesham which yeah. is like famous for asparagus I guess nationally is yeah, probably it's most right famous yeah. yeah it's down the road from here it's like 20 minutes from here and he's going to be doing that exactly that but for several months it's not just going to be a couple yeah, of yeah it's
1: for the summer I think yeah, it's yeah. three months yeah, um, yeah so he's, he's going to uh, be
0: actually based is it literally like in a polytunnel sort of yeah, job yeah it's
1: in conjunction with Westlands yeah, who he's yeah. got a relationship with um, so I saw it and then he messaged me later on because we were already speaking um, I need to reply to him actually, but about him doing a guest chef night up here because uh-huh. we've got Adam Smith come in yes. here for a guest yeah. chef night on the second uh, of August. There's mm-hmm. still a couple of tickets available on the website nice. if anyone wants any. Um, and yeah, I've been speaking to him. Glimpour now is doing one September, and then we're trying to get one in for Brad. Mm-hmm. And he messaged me and said, "Oh, that'd be great to help promote that because he yeah, still wants for to sure. promote it and push yeah. it." Yeah. Um, and then I might do one there as well. Great. So we'll do yeah, switch it over. But it'd be yeah. nice to have him over, and it's so different to his you know, town centre shopfront restaurant to go and yeah. do something like that. Yeah, yeah, he's like, brave closing your restaurant for a few months. Oh, massive! Yeah. yeah, I mean it's fair play, but he's he's one of those
0: guys. You're speaking to him, and he was telling us about this idea, and it's like yeah, it's quite a radical. One, it's it might be to some people a bit of a gamble, but he's so. He's so calm about it, but excited. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's just he like, we're just going to do this thing. We're just going go yeah, to go to Evesham. We'll just do it in the polytunnel. I'll just shut here for a bit. Yeah. Like, but it's so matter of fact. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. I'd be stressing, for, I'd be stressing like my
1: head over that. But yeah. he's so self-assured with it. It's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose, you know, he's got to, he's got to look to it from a business aspect. That yeah, safe. of course. You know, it, yeah. Yeah, you know, minimal costs to cover at Carter's, just paying its rent and rates while it's yeah. uh, closed for a bit, and then you know whatever it takes is going to be. I'd assume there's some sort of share of monies with the Westland guy. This yeah, is complete assumption, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you know paying the staff and stuff, and a lot of the produce is going to be from there. So. Yeah. No, I, I'm excited to go along.
0: Yeah, I said, I said to him we should uh, go down and do another podcast, but with him there, because it would be so oh, cool to do it in that idea, environment. Actually. And it's only down the road. But yeah. it's, uh, it's a really easy summer. And as well. Exactly, yeah. It's a yeah. genius idea, really.
1: Well, yeah, sort it out.
0: I mean,. Would he have? He'd have had to have. That'd have been. Would he? I guess he wouldn't have opened his restaurant to have taken bookings in those three months. He'd have just kept it closed far well, yeah, in advance.
1: Like, I've only known a couple of weeks. So the, the news came out. I think was it last week. Mm. And if you've had the idea, if you've heard a couple of months couple, ago. A Couple of months ago, he yeah. He must have like just had yeah. the had the bookings closed just until it was
0: confirmed. Yeah, yeah. Fair play. I mean, that is, and also it'd be interesting. Like, will it? Will it resemble similar dishes to what he does there, or will it be a slightly different offering and it's cheaper because you're in a field? Like, what's the vibe? There's so many... It'll be exciting to see what he does.
1: Yeah, I can't wait, to be fair.
0: Yeah, it will be awesome. Uh, Okay, we've got top fives in a minute. I wanted to talk uh, really briefly about my Greece trip. Um, It was... uh, was, uh, We've already talked about how great holidays are. Holidays, they're a thing. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, the food, especially. It's like... Greek food is so humble, like in most, in nearly every place you go, it's like, we've talked about it so much on this podcast about like how cheap food in this country is hard to get good, Mm. cheap food and good food don't always come together, whereas, you know, especially in Greece, Turkey, you know, Mediterranean, like, it's almost the opposite, like some of the cheapest eats are like absolutely incredible. It's fascinating, like going into all these different taverns and stuff, just how much Like, the produce is just... It's so good, but they don't have to do much to it. Yeah. And the epitome of that for me is the tomato. Yeah. Because, like, you have tomato in a Greek salad in Greece, and it's like these giant... It's like having a... You can Mm. eat it like you eat an apple here. Exactly. But you eat... You grab tomatoes off the shelf, you know, in February, and Asda and Tesco here, and it's like... What are we doing? We've got this so we fuck. It's yeah. completely fucked up. What it's we're doing. It's not
1: comparable, isn't it? And yeah. it's true. Like anywhere around the Med, like that is true. Produce led food. Yeah, it's it really Why is. it's simple, like Italy, you know, areas yeah. of Spain and France, you know, province regions, all that beautiful produce. Yeah, it just makes it so simple for them. Like. Yeah. A, Beautiful Greek salad, you, like cucumbers and everything, just tastes better. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, nothing's imported and, in that
0: season. It's not just holiday goggles, you know. It is. You can just yeah. tell. And
1: and even and in the lower standard places, it's yeah. generally all right. Yeah. And
0: and I think the reason, another reason I sort of realised that was the case was, in some ways, they're sort of stuck in time because they've never had to change the formula. Yeah. Because the climate's been roughly the same. The produce of those areas, the you know, the olives, the. That's just a. That's just always been there for as long as they and those families go. So there's no fuss or like prestige around the Greek. It's just yeah, there's Greeks out there. We've been serving it here for hundreds of years. <laughs> yeah, and it's it, yeah. there's no
1: it's it's good. It's not changed. It's in season. We're yeah. just gonna cut it up and the same
0: it. way we always have. Yeah, in the same or you know in the same and it's sort of so it's no frills, but it's also just. Very pure because they yeah. don't have to worry about. We need to make this taste fucking good. They just chop it up, give it
1: to you. There it is. Oh yeah, that works. And it but always has. It done. still seems kind of new to us in a way, and as a society, when we go it out, does. It's like, wow, God, they don't do much. They don't need to mess about. With it. No, like,
0: that's that's what I mean. Like yeah. we, it's almost the opposite here. Like we almost like we want to hear loads of process and like the best places. It's because they're doing new techniques and they're cutting it. And it's like fuck. We, the best places just get best produce and just serve it to you as, with as minimal fuss as possible exactly. in some ways. They just yeah. know what they're some doing with beautiful it.
1: Beautiful fish, simply grilled, some lovely olive oil. That, Ex- that, yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, so Some of the fish we had, there was one place. And again, just like the unfussiness of it. They were like, uh, we were like, oh, we want some fish, but we don't know what we want. You know, we just, he was like, great, we will just come, in, come to the kitchen. So we just you know, walk into the kitchen. He's just got these big fridges. And then he's just getting out these drawers. He's just holding the fish. He's like, Wadra, you- oh, this was quite. He was like, I think, you know, just. But yeah. it's so. It's not even for the Like in this country, it's like, oh, we're being walked to the. <laughs> <laughs> do yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, oh, what an effect. No, he's like. It's almost like being in a butcher's, yeah, yeah. Like, come come and come and check out this fish do you want this one or are you sharing between you oh how about this fish? yeah, it's it not for effect as like, part of the process no it's just but, yeah. it's just it matter of fact like there's the sea, here's the fish, yeah, you want the fit this fish or this fish like it's it's unfussy, but it's like mm. maybe it's just so romantic to us because we're so not used to that yeah, but, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, just partly. it's just amazing like and it just tastes all it's so simple and just tastes incredible and, yeah. Yeah, and you think you get sort of bored of the same stuff, but like, I think we had Greek salad as part of every dinner for six of the seven nights. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not never getting tired of that. But then the thought of coming back here and trying to recreate it, it's just impossible.
1: No, you can't. You need to spend on like premium ingredients generally. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's you know. the sad part, isn't yeah. it?
0: That it's part of our climate and part... Of, yeah. yeah. We're just not, not as blessed, but... Um, yeah, oh, and we,
1: we don't, you know, like we said, said before, because we're just... So over-commercialised with things like that. We're not excited for, you know, fuck, the tomatoes are going to be ready. They're going to be amazing. We're going to eat, you know, this salad all summer. Exactly. So tomatoes are always there. They're shit and then they get better. Yeah. But they're just always there. They're always available. So true. So spoil. They're most part of the year they're bad quality so you just have this association with them of oh, mm. fucking smart like, you know like
0: there's still I've, I know adults in my life that still say they don't like ingredients and they sound like kids yeah like adults in their 30s thought they're just like oh, I don't like tomatoes yeah it's like well actually it's probably because you've just eaten shit ones mostly yeah, like yeah, mostly not it's. ripe not you know mm. t- so not that there's an
1: excuse but that it's because you've just been fed shit yeah or don't like raspberries, they're really sour. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because You've eaten
0: them. shit ones in December in England. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Exactly. It's like, it's actually, there's probably a reason behind all that. Generally speaking, yeah. Oh man, right. Uh, I'm already feeling hungry, but let's, uh, let's go to top five, shall we? Uh, I've been excited to do this one. I was slightly daunted because I was like, I don't want to leave people out. Because this top fives was top five um, nightcap podcasts. I've done, yeah. I have done specific moments though.
1: Yeah, that's why I thought I'd say moments because I didn't yeah. want you to just pick... Guests, there's five in it. people, because yeah. it would be bloody hard. We've had so many yeah. good guests. Well, there's been it. no no crap guests, and there's so many good ones. Hundred yeah. percent. Like, and when
0: we're not just saying this, we've never like after the the guest leaves, we've never both come back up here and gone, well, that was shit. No, have yeah. we ever? Like, no. there's been maybe a couple of people where they weren't what we expected them to be. Yeah, but it didn't mean it was bad. No, like, no we still no, had no, a great exactly. time. Yeah, um, they've all been amazing, and uh, that's why honourable mentions was so hard. But um yeah, top five. I'm really, I'm excited for these, and hopefully, I also there are spoilers in here if people haven't listened because I can't yeah.
1: just I can't just say five things and not oh well, you've got yeah. go and
0: listen. to uh,
1: yeah, well hopefully you get them to listen. You know, if you pick a one yeah. chef's story, you know they're going to have other ones. Exactly. Something. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So honourable mentions first. So
0: these these are people that aren't in the top five that I wanted to sort of shout out. So for selfish reasons, Ben Foster. Okay. Yeah. Just because cool. it was so unique to, to have an ex-Man United as a massive Man United fan, yeah. goalkeeper on here, and he was obviously he's very media savvy anyway, but he was very generous. He was funny, offered up loads of stories, insight into the Premier League world, and all. It was just bloody cool. Yeah. I was just I was
1: a giddy child, and when me, he was and there. he was an open book. He was, as well. Yeah. yeah. He was Not just guarded, great. like being obviously the player he was, yeah. and obviously the media person he is now. He, you could. I never expected him to be, because I know him from coming here, but you could expect him to be a bit guarded. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, similar reasons, Alex James.
0: Oh, I thought yeah, that was cool. really cool. And especially, I remember a moment before we started recording, he came and obviously ate downstairs, but with his son. Yeah. And it was his first time his son had been to a Michelin star restaurant. Yeah. And he was just... Bit, what was really sweet is that like, you've got this bassist from Blur, like one of the biggest bands of the 90s. Like one of the most famous British bands ever. Yeah. Like, must be in the top 20 ever or something, but British bands... Is. And, but what I sort of, he's a humble guy, but he's, you know, he, he was excited to be at your, do, do you know what I mean? Like it would have been easy for us to be, oh my God, it's fucking like, but he was like that with you. He was like, oh Paul, thank you. So my son yeah, was re-.
1: flattering. he yeah. was,
0: he was in awe of, you. Yeah, so it was a really lovely like dynamic because mm. he was so in awe of being here. Yeah, when, someone
1: who's experienced the world and yeah. loads of things. It's, yeah. nice, it's nice to see that, the, you know, you could just enjoy a, exactly. you know, a week, week night in a restaurant with his son. Exactly. Yeah. And that's really
0: sweet because he could have brought his partner, could have brought a friend, but it was yeah. like, I'm going to take my son to his first and star tonight. So he was getting loads out of that night as well. And again, yeah. he was just so forthcoming with stories and it was just, that
1: was great. Yeah. I love that. And I, I did think it, it was funny how... Um, he he wasn't guarded either. He was open. And, you know, his son was in the room with us. Yeah, Yeah, Well, he could just Google me anyway, couldn't he? That's so true. Yeah, because he was talking about, what's the point of holding back? He was
0: talking about, you know, he swore a lot, but he was talking about, you know, drugs and talked about stories and he was like, well, yeah, that's my son will find it all (laughs) out anyway one day. So what's the point in hiding it? (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Uh, Also in there, for for, for various reasons, but Paul Ainsworth. Paul Ainsworth, for me, so we did in the second episode of Series 2, it was the last episode we did in here, before, yeah, it, before
1: all it all changed. Yeah.
0: But I don't know what it was, but with Paul, there was a sense of, he was like the first guest where I was like, fuck, we've got Paul Ainsworth on the podcast. Ah, uh, right, yeah. Do you know what okay. I mean? Like, so for me, sort of selfishly, I was like, shit, yeah, this is going now. Mm. Because he felt like a, presti- you know, he was sort of like getting more and more exposure. Yeah. He was just the loveliest man. Like yeah. how he is on TV is exactly what he's like in person. Like he's just constantly smiling, constantly mm. excitable. Um, so I thought he was brilliant. Um, and then a couple more Curtis Duffy which came about weirdly yeah so, that, was mean, that was mad fucking mental so <laughs> during lockdown if, if you didn't listen we, we watched various films and documentaries in the world of food and then me and Paul just got together and reviewed them and chatted about them and we did so about his documentary which was called For Grace which was basically him you know, setting up his and then a bit of his backstory etc cetera, etc cetera. And then he got he reached out and said that was fucking brilliant, um, <laughs> yeah. and we were like, "What?" So then we ended up doing a podcast with him talking about his career and linear and all these yeah. various things, and it was bizarre. But he was sat in his restaurant in Which Chicago,
1: was just about to like, they were yeah. launching, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. He, next, he had people. Yeah.
0: There was like background noise of people running around, and he was in his chef whites. Yeah, he was in his chef whites. Because it was surreal. just
1: coming out of the first lockdown. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was just a bizarre because we've never. Done, because it didn't work for our former, We've never done guest via Zoom, yeah. but obviously being in Chicago and yeah. our first star chef, we weren't going to pass it up, were we? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely.
0: Was, but what was really funny is because we were doing it on Zoom but we were sort of slightly, you know, we didn't know what to expect, but it was cool that he reached out. So we thought, well, this is going to be fine because yeah. he's listened to it. But because he was in his new restaurant and in Chef White's, it was like he'd just walked off the set of his documentary. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was the same. Yeah. It was like it was like interviewing David Beckham in his full England It was like, <laughs> what the fuck? This is mental. Yeah. Uh, and then last ones, uh, Ashley Palmer Watts, just when we got him out, he was so sweet, so lovely, but it was just like the prestige of this guy that was in the fat duck. And to mm. me, I was just a bit like mind blown of, this guy knows what happens in Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Yeah, like, that from was, the, he was there from the roots of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that was, that was awesome. Um, uh, and then, for, for slightly different reasons, but doing the Michael O'Hare one at Christmas was cool. Yeah, because it was a bit last minute, wasn't it? It we was did, a it little Christmas really, special, wasn't it? He was in the area. It was like literally a couple of weeks before Christmas. We all had Christmas jumpers on, and he was just fucking hilarious, wasn't he? <laughs> and his story about about getting a bit fat and crying in the shower, and it's just like he just found a picture of Rafael Nadal online, and went, "I just want to be that." So yeah, I'll just be that.
1: He called it Project Nadal. Didn't yeah, that yeah.
0: <laughs> cracking. So there are all the honourable mentions. Okay, number five. Um, slightly corny, but I'm going series one, episode one, Callum Franklin.
1: Ah, yeah. Yeah. So
0: great episode with Callum and we were, you know, I I suppose we hit the ground running in that we prepped it a lot and we had all the same features, like the actual format of the podcast has never changed from Mm. the first episode to, to how we've done it now. So we, we sort of knew what we were doing and we were confident with that, but right towards the end of the podcast, Callum told a story about collapsing in the street because of basically burnout well, a combination of burnout and then an underlying, very serious health issue, which yeah. hospitalised him for a, a while, and mm. he's obviously fine now. But um, it, it sort of, in that moment, just made me realise, oh, we've created an, an environment and a space where these chefs, and hopefully going forward, are willing to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because that was part of the point we set this up, because we loved chefs and love this world. Obviously, you're in it. But what, what we see on TV is a slightly, maybe, fluffier, for, for good reason... Mm. Version of that, yeah, and we wanted to create a, a place where chefs could really be themselves. So, in that one moment, I thought, oh, I think we're onto something here because the fact he was willing to tell, I don't think he'd if he was on TV, he would have told that story or would have been no. as honest or as vulnerable as that. No, you're right. So, I think that was a bit, little bit of a breakthrough. I, was like, oh, I think this could work then because if he's willing to tell that story, what else will people say?
1: Yeah, I remember being quite shocked by it in the end. of like it's worked like me you and ollie had so many meetings and yeah, we'd yeah. Have so many coffee chats and we had all the concept drawn up and we i don't know i thought it's gonna you know especially because i've never really done dealt it. Yeah, it in this yeah. format yeah. it's yeah. going to take a good few to practice and get it right mm-hmm. and obviously we've grown throughout it but we didn't we, before we recorded we still didn't know what it was no no no, did no we, sure. we know what we uh, wanted uh, yeah and but we were just, it felt like it was, well, we've we found it straight mm-hmm. away and we just going to nurture it. But yeah, exactly that. Yeah, it was like, yeah, this is just open, honest, authentic conversation what we wanted. Yeah, 100%.
0: It was, and that's maybe because you can't overplan. When you're trying to just create an environment for us to have a really honest chat, you don't want to overplan that. Yeah. So once we've got those features and stuff, we just wanted it to be try and forget the mics and get a bit drunk. Yeah. Let's just try and see if that works. Yeah. And yeah, in that moment with Callum, I thought that does. And it was like... Maybe it was a blessing that he was our first guest because he was funny, but he, you know, told those really serious, vulnerable stories. We've got a light and shade. Yeah. That really set the tone then of I could see where we were going straight away because of that interview. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah no, Callum. That's perfect. Big shout out to Callum. That's fucking like four years ago now as well. It was Shit, mental. Yeah. Um okay, number four, boiling point story. Okay. <laughs> Series three, episode five. Wow. Okay. Tommy Banks. Ah, uh- <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: at <laughs> that.
0: We I remember seeing your face and yeah. we were just what did, the fuck? Actually, and I won't, I won't tell the full story because it was quite long but um, in essence Tommy's just told the story of this really annoying guy in his restaurant that basically thought he could show him how to do his <laughs> job better than him. But it was going back and forth for ages throughout the, the the lunch. Yeah, and it was just getting a bit. It was like you know in and out of the kitchen, going all oh, the wait waiter going out and talk, and it. But he was telling it in a really like I don't know where this is going or what yeah. or what the big problem's going to be because neither of us quite, expected. And Tom seems it. quite a measured. Like he's just a classic Yorkshire, just like yeah, just like matter of facts. Yeah, but it was just he basically culminates in this thing where he's just like so I I. Entertained him and then just underneath my apron, I just got my cock out and I was just like, <laughs> "What?" So he was like, "Yeah, yeah." I just he didn't know, but I just I knew my cock was out. Yeah, so it was whilst just- he
1: was talking to me, my cock was out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I was honestly I was in bits. So that was that was definitely up there. Just a moment I didn't see coming for sure. Um, number three, uh, series four, episode four. I actually listened back to this while on holiday because I wanted to remind myself of it, and it was so so funny, especially how they told it. Ellie Wentworth's boiling point about the guy in her restaurant. Yeah.
1: What a story. Oh, no. What a And it was story. one of those
0: because it was like borderline, wasn't it? Because it was like a really serious thing. So basically, there was a guy who was performing <laughs> publicly, uh, basically masturbating in her restaurant. Yeah, under the table. Under the it? table. Yeah, view, though. But it was the way she told, like, yeah, no one got hurt. No one, you know, whatever. Yeah. But it was like the way she told the story. But also, she had her younger sister waiting that yeah. night. That was the bit I'd sort of forgotten, and how funny that dynamic was because she was trying to sort of, she, I think her, she was only 17 or 18, and she was trying to sort of like deal with the situation whilst trying to protect her younger sister. And it was yeah. just a giggly, it was one of those stories that it was just like, fucking hell, this is unbelievable. But
1: what stuck with me was the silliest thing was that she said, because <laughs> he come in and he, did, he had a shopping bag, yeah, it's a shopping random shopping and it's always the guy with a shopping bag, isn't it? <laughs> An old, yeah. saggy shopping bag yeah, with yeah. who knows what the fuck's in there. Exactly. It's always that guy. It always is that guy. <laughs>
0: it was table for one shopping bag. Like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. Fuck. yeah. So, yeah, that was number three. Uh, now, number two. Now, I'm going to frustrate people here because I can't actually say what it is. But number two was series two, episode one, Daniel so, Clifford. Yeah,
1: wow. Wow, yeah, yeah. So,
0: his boiling yeah. point story. Fucking his man. boiling point story is on the cutting room floor. Yeah and we didn't use it but do you remember the not the stress because i was fucking podcasting it but like do you remember the commotion around that night and then the next day and few days of us chatting about what are we going to do here yeah because we had to make the call and then
1: tell daniel and he was like yeah fine yeah
0: Yeah. and yeah so and he was fine and and listen i am i know i'm frustrating people here because i'm not actually saying what daniel told us but we we've know we know now that Daniel has told this story in other places.
1: Yeah, it was. Only- I don't know whether it's
0: in podcast form somewhere else, and whether <laughs> they've kept it in. But he's definitely at live events told told yeah, the story. Yeah,
1: coincidentally, before. it was only a couple of weeks later. I was at Skills for Chefs that in was Sheffield. It. He was on stage, hundred odd people, um, being interviewed, and he's told the story. And he got up and he acted <laughs> it out. <laughs> Fuck me. And it divided but, the room. Let me tell you. I know. Well, that's yeah.
0: this is the thing. So obviously, we you know we're only in our second series. So I will try and set, set the scene. <laughs> da- Daniel's a great storyteller. Like You're he done, loves yeah. it. Like and he's he's telling the story, and we're you know we had a few drinks. We're giddy, so we're giggling along with the story. But then at the cu- the sort of crescendo of it is is basically a criminal offence. Yeah. And, and we were sort of giddy and laughing, but then it was like retrospectively, it's like, well, this is obviously really fucking not funny.
1: Exactly, it's one of those but, stories. If you take it out of context, yeah. and you, if you just had it written down, it's really bad. Yeah. But the way you told it, the, the situation we're in, we'd had a drink.
0: It's like we caught the bait, and now we were on. And yeah, we can't let go. And we of We were bait. like,
1: "What's going to happen? What's going to happen?" And then it culminated in that, and we were fucking it on was the floor.
0: Really So then the next day we were sort of listening back, and we were like, "Oh, look, this. You know, we don't want to throw. It. Da- Daniel's not told us to cut this story, but." But no. we're worried that if we, you know, if this gets written about, which, you know, the early podcasts were, on paper, it, you know, you take some sentences out. Yeah. And it looks bad. And also, it wasn't Daniel in the act. Yeah, he, he was observing he was, other people. He, he was there. Exactly. Yeah, so, so I know we must be driving people wild with this. But as I say, we cannot, you know, uh, we can't mention it. But that was, <laughs> it was just, it was proper commotion for days after of what we're going to do. Yeah. And Unfortunately,
1: we, he had given... Um, He'd had given us another story, which we kind of put in as a boiling point, didn't yeah. we? I think yeah, we did, when you yeah. guys edited it. But yeah. but yeah, I think it was the right decision, just for for the podcast to being quite young, um, yeah. being exposed for Daniel. Also, there's, I mean, not and other people that weren't were involved that yeah could have you know didn't have give their permission.
0: Yeah, yeah. The um, the, and also there there always is, but there you know there's stuff in the press about you know abuse in the kitchen and, and this was right in that this was right in that you, wheelhouse you could easily
1: sort of change the context of how Daniel delivered it yeah. and ruin someone one Chris, of us yeah. Yeah, there could have been other there, people. there
0: could have been an absolute witch hunt oh um, god yeah so but I'm not you know there were people at wrong but it's not for us to be we're not vigilantes we're not like you know nah. we, we shouldn't be there trying to nah, we're no. not, like dog the bounty hunter trying to find these people so but it was, it was it was hilarious but it was also like yeah the pressure of
1: what do we do <laughs> it was so good and
0: I just love how not just like Daniel we're gonna remove this story he's like
1: oh okay yeah fine. yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck maybe she left it <laughs> and that didn't even flag up a couple of weeks later he's telling it in front of a bunch people
0: that is hilarious isn't it I love that I remember yeah. you telling me that I was like you never guess what I walked in as he was mid-story dude. yeah I was like what <laughs> some balls bull- some on him Daniel uh, okay, and then number one, it's probably no surprise, but I was I was actually in tears during this story. So series three, episode two, Johnny Godden.
1: Oh, fucking hell. That up, is yeah. the
0: number one moment for me. Yeah, he, it's,
1: it's one of our m- most popular podcasts. So they, yeah. When I, I events, people always talk yeah. to me about the podcast. Everyone mentions the Johnny Godden one.
0: He's just one of those guys anyway, isn't he? He's just like a good guy. Yeah. And everyone fucking loves him. He's so, he's like, he's like the veins of this, of the UK fish scene. Yeah. Because he knows everyone and he delivers to everyone, all of the elite chefs. He's got great everyone relationships. Everyone talks to him and opens up to him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's got, you know, he's got all the gossip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but he, uh, he told this one story about doing a fish delivery where he lost, he lost his shit. It was his boiling point story. He lost his shit on one of his other drivers. Yeah. And his driver just quit on the spot. Yeah. And he realized, fuck, I'm going to have to do this. So he, he tells the story about, you know, having, dosing up on cannabis caffeine working through the night over 24 hours without sleeping and constantly driving
1: driving like from Cornwall up this end and back and yeah
0: crazy story and then it all culminates in his wife ringing him and go look don't panic I've, my waters have broke, <laughs> and then he just, it, it, in his way, in his West Country accent, he was just like, "I'm gonna miss the birth of my child because I'm a wanker. <laughs> I've, I'm the I'm the twat here." He kept saying, and it was yeah. just, I was actually crying my eyes out. Of that. And it was just, it was just a great story. So, yeah, Johnny Johnny's boiling point. That is my number one. Yeah, the top five. But yeah, we've got so shot. many. And yeah, there,
1: there are, and there's so so many. There's more. loads we've not even mentioned. But so were, many more. Well, I, so I many. was think I haven't listened back to any of those older ones for a long time but when I'd obviously asked you to do that, I was thinking about and like Simon Horston's stories, and yeah, he's Simon, just taking oh, me back. The, helico- the helicopter, the helicopter email, fucking yeah, hell. the helicopter email. That was I love that because I, I'm jealous. I didn't get to do that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh it's like having the perfect quip to a heckle in a stand up comedy yeah, gig. exactly. It? That's the level it was
1: at. It was yeah, yeah. perfect.
0: Yeah, there were some great ones. There are too many to mention, but they're my top five. So, Colin Franklin. Tommy Banks, Ellie Wentworth, Daniel Clifford, Johnny Gordon. Very That's nice. Solid top five. five. Solid, solid, for five. you next week, uh, this is inspired by a message from Tom on Instagram. Oh, okay. I, it's, it's sort of specific, but I want your top five cuts of meat and yeah. what you do with them. Oh, okay. So I'm going right. to say for this, no fish, Yeah, just meat. So any animal. Any animal, but your yeah. cut and then the dish you do with it all oh, right okay. yeah there's a lot, m- a lot of
1: meat behind that yeah. Yeah, yeah nice i think that
0: could be a juicy top five actually yeah um do okay. yeah. you do different animals bits. i'll just go through the book yeah. <laughs> yeah Exactly. <laughs> and page, page 67 one. is
1: uh yeah. so yeah
0: top five meat cuts and what you do with them at cool. uh, that's good well that's right on my street
1: obviously. Yeah.
0: perfect and good timing for grassfed. which any more news on uh, grassfed?
1: Yeah, say? we're getting there, getting there, it's just more little little delays, like waiting on the flooring guy, because that holds up the kitchen guy and I other see. things. It's and, like being
0: yeah. in a chain for a house. Yeah. It? It's like one thing is, it well, is. no, we,
1: we can't do that until this is done. Because and... then there was a plumber guy who was holding up something else, not like knocking him, but it was like something knocked him on. So and then, then he goes on another job. Yeah, it's just, yeah. So we're, we're looking yeah. sort of mid to late July yeah cool that's not that that's a month you know. I know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got head chef sous chef chef's party excellent so I'm looking for one more but we're not, not like desperate rush we can open with with the three um, we can cope with that but um, yeah we're still looking for the one more
0: yeah. perfect Awesome, mate! well we can't wait to come down and see it we're definitely going to record a podcast down there um, if you've got any questions for us please do send them in at the nightcap underscore pod you can leave us ratings and reviews on spotify as well as apple Podcasts now and if you use that rating or review to ask, ask us uh, ask us a question we will always read those out so please do send them to us we've got some beautiful merch the advert for which and the website is coming up at the end of this podcast but otherwise we will see you all next week Yes, yeah, see you later Thanks so much for downloading the Nightcap Podcast. We appreciate the support and we'd love to know that you are enjoying the pod. And now you can become a proud member of the Nightcap
1: Podcast tribe. Along with our weekly catch-ups and -and up-and-coming series with more amazing guests, we've created some bespoke nightcap podcast clothing, which you can get online now. We've teamed up with our friends at T-Mill to create t-shirts and hoodies in various sizes, colours and fits for both men and women.
0: Yeah, we chose T-Mill for several reasons. They make these clothes with 100% natural materials using organic materials that are better for the environment. They use the sun and wind to power the production of these products. Plus, they it will send you your order in packaging made from plants not plastics
1: and the best thing is they look great and they feel great you can just tell their quality so there's no knockoff merch here
0: yeah it's simple as this go to thenightcap.tmill.com that's thenightcap.tmill.com to order your nightcap podcast merch now